0: Plus special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. We have some breaking news from the Middle East today. Negotiations are underway for a three-day ceasefire in Gaza. This would allow for emergency aid to get in and for some hostages, about a dozen of them, to get out. The UN's Marty Griffith.
2: It's a cessation of fighting, the silencing of the guns for humanitarian purposes.
1: But this is Israeli general says it's important to point out that a pause in the fighting is not the same thing as a ceasefire. There
0: is no ceasefire. We are battling Hamas. There is no ceasefire. Gaza civilians are fleeing from the north to the south because they understand Hamas is using them as human
3: shields.
1: As the negotiations continue over the release of the hostages, the war rages on. Israeli troops are tightening the noose around the neck of Hamas.
2: Correspondent Charlie
1: Dagenis says innocent Palestinians are caught in the crosshair The
2: U.N. says 50,000 Palestinians fled northern Gaza yesterday, many leaving with just the clothes on their back and any way they can.
1: In eastern Syria, meantime, American fighter jets have again attacked Iranian military targets. Two F-15 fighter jets bombed a weapons storage facility overnight that was used by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Miami Heat. That's the other big story today.
0: She doesn't. So this to is what I will tell you.
1: Five Republican presidential candidates locked horns last night in Miami. Hot button topics included the wars overseas and the battle over abortion here at home.
0: Let's focus on how to save as many babies as we can and support as many moms as we can. Let's agree on how we can ban late term abortions. Let's make sure we encourage adoption, make contraception accessible. Let's make sure that none of these state laws put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty for getting an abortion.
1: Former Governor Nikki Haley called for consensus on the abortion issue, which cost Republicans at the ballot box on Tuesday. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy told the audience he's sick and tired of losing elections. We've
2: become a party of losers at the end of the day. It a cancer in the Republican establishment. We have lost 2018, 2020,
0: 2022, no red wave. We got trounced in 2023.
1: The two Indian-American candidates got into a tit for cat over the touchy topic of TikTok. When Ramaswamy brought up Haley's daughter, the former governor told the political newcomer to leave her out of it. To which Ramaswamy retorted, Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? Haley's response? They're
0: five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them.
1: When it comes to the war raging in the Middle East, Senator Tim Scott and Governor Chris Christie both said of Israel We've got your back. You cannot negotiate with evil. You have to destroy it. America is here to preserve the state of Israel. Debate no show and GOP frontrunner Donald Trump, also a topic for discussion. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis explained why he thinks it's time to move past all things Trump. He
4: said Republicans were going
1: to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. During the two-hour cuffs in South Florida, Trump was holding a rally about 12 miles from the debate stage.
2: Every time I'm indicted, I consider it a great badge of honor because I'm being indicted for you. Thanks a lot, everybody. I appreciate it.
1: He called on the Republican Party to cancel all the remaining debates and coalesce around him. The Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas faced a grilling on Capitol Hill yesterday over the border disorder. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. There's
0: 280 something people on the terrorist
3: watch list. Are they out of the country or are they in the country? Senator, they very well may be out of the country. But you they don't know. Senator, I'm not aware of a member of Hamas crossing the border.
1: Mayorkas blamed the border crisis on Congress for failing to fix our broken immigration system. During the month of October, there were more than a thousand getaways every single day at our southern border. The harassment of Jewish students at college was the focus of a House hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday. It
3: appears that colleges have labeled everything hate speech, but hate speech itself.
1: Texas Congressman Wesley Hunt. Under the logic of the left, microaggressions are hate speech, but physical threats of violence can be free speech depending on if the group being threatened is not oppressed enough. He blames the indoctrinating concepts of social justice, critical race theory, and diversity, equity, and inclusion for much of the vitriol that is happening right now on U.S. college campuses. It's the final scene in a long Hollywood drama. The actor's strike
2: is over with. The celebrations have begun now that the actor's strike is finally over. It's been a long 100 100- 18 days, and we are so happy. Details of the tentative three-year agreement, which striking actors had been fighting for since mid-July, won't be released until tomorrow at the earliest. Here's what we do know. The tentative deal includes not only a first-time bonus for streaming, but also unprecedented provisions for consent and compensation that will protect members from the threat of AI.
1: Correspondent Carter Evans, production on TV shows and movies should resume in January. Still to come, on the noon report barn fire at tioga downs bail hearing for patrick die and vestal's famous christmas tree good afternoon i'm kevin
3: williams after a brief flirtation with some milder air looking for a chillier air mass to settle in as we head into the weekend Forecast details are coming up in 10.
1: All right, Kevin, thank you very much. News where you live next. A barn at the Tioga Downs Casino in New York's Southern Tier caught fire this morning. At least a dozen horses used for racing were killed. They got trapped inside. We'll have updates on this breaking story with Sarah Harnish throughout the afternoon. The widow of a Buffalo firefighter who lost his life in the line of duty in March has now filed a wrongful death lawsuit. That blaze took the life of Jason Arno. Sarah Elizabeth Tierney now suing the city, the fire department, the owner of the former building, and a local contractor. Her attorney is Charles Desmond. And
2: they all played roles in causing and contributing to this horrific event.
1: Erie County D.A. John Flynn says despite the loss of life, he cannot assign criminal responsibility.
4: This was an accident. Uh, This was a
1: horrific accident. The fire was started by a blowtorch being used by construction workers. That torch ignited combustible materials, trapping the firefighter inside the building on Main Street in Buffalo back on March the 1st. A bail hearing happens today for the 21-year-old former Cornell University university student who reportedly made threats toward Jewish people on campus. Patrick dies being held in the Broome County Jail. If convicted, he faces five years in prison. College kids from upstate New York making their voices heard on Capitol Hill. A student from Cornell and another at the University of Buffalo both testified yesterday about the growing threat of anti-Semitism during a House hearing.
0: No student should ever live in fear for their safety, regardless of background or religion.
1: Regardless of what side of the political aisle you reside on, it should be common ground that no student deserves to be threatened, mistreated, or silenced on campus due to their personal beliefs. Conservative students currently face a relentless uphill battle for representation on campus. The testimony comes as the war in the Middle East sparks controversy about the reach of free speech. Lawmakers are investigating that delicate line between free speech and hate speech. Syracuse University is running out of room to house students. It plans to convert the Sheraton Hotel on campus into a dorm with 400 beds. That hotel will close down following the spring commencement ceremonies next year. The hope is to have it switched over to a residence hall by the time students return next fall. Current Sheraton employees will be offered jobs with the school. Veteran homelessness is down significantly in the state of New York. More on that from Family Life Sarah Harnish. The
0: number of homelessness veterans has declined by 83% of the Empire State over the past 12 years because of an increase in federal funding to expand housing subsidies for service members. The state had 990 veterans without homes in 2022. That's down from 5,800 in 2010. At that time, New York had the highest rates in the nation. Sarah Harnish, Family Life News. Thank
1: you, Sarah. The U.S. military continues to struggle to meet its enlistment goals. Just two of the five branches have done so this year. What's to blame for this? Dr. Robert Moret is a professor and expert on military readiness at Syracuse University. Employment opportunities for so many people of uh, military age are pretty high right now. There's a big demand signal for labor, and I think that's uh, one key consideration. Moret says physical fitness or The lack thereof is another issue that's impacting military recruitment. The fitness of a lot of people in that age group for military service to get through the physical is a little bit more of a challenge now than it's been beforehand. The Army and Air Force are both 10,000 service members shy of their enlistment goals for 2023. The Navy is about 6,000 short of its goal. Only the Marines and the U.S. Space Force are expected to meet their recruitment goals this year. Pressure is on in Pennsylvania to legalize recreational marijuana. We beat the streets to see what residents are saying about pot use in the Keystone State. I don't like it. I don't think it should be legal. If someone wants to smoke a little marijuana, that's on them. You know, as long as it doesn't affect me, fine. But opponents say recreational marijuana would create safety issues on Pennsylvania roads and contributes to the overall drug addiction epidemic that is raging throughout the Commonwealth. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree was cut down this morning in Vestal, New York, just outside of Binghamton. That 80-foot-tall, 12-ton Norway spruce was donated by the McKinley family. For
0: us to be able to bring joy to millions of people, what a gift, and we're really excited to be able to do it.
1: Jackie McGinley says there's a lot of family memories with that tree that is now on its way to the Big Apple.
2: Our children have taken I... most of their first day of school
0: pictures around the tree. Uh, our dog got sprayed by a skunk that was living under the tree. That
1: tree is being transported to Lower Manhattan on a huge flatbed truck. It'll be hoisted into place this Saturday and lit up on Wednesday night, November 29th. Let's pause next. Check out your Thursday sports on the Family Life Noon Report.
4: Good afternoon, I'm Randy Snavely. Bob, the New York Knicks won their second game in a row beating up on San Antonio last night at the Garden, 126-105. Jalen Brunson had 25 points, R.J. Barrett scored 24, and Julius Randle had a double-double with 23 points and 16 rebounds. With the win, the Knicks have evened their record at 4-4. Four four. In Brooklyn, the Nets went on a 16-8 run to start the fourth quarter, and they pulled away to beat the Clippers 100-93. Lonnie Walker IV came off the bench to lead the Nets in scoring with 21 points. The Philadelphia 76ers are still red hot winning their 6th straight game. This one against the Celtics 106-103. to Joel Embiid scored 27 points and grabbed 10 boards. Tyrese Maxey almost matched him he had 25 points and 9 rebounds. Sixers now six and one on the season. They lead the Atlantic Division. Boston fell to five and two. They are now in second place in the Atlantic. By the way, Kristaps Porzingis led all scorers in the game. He had twenty nine for Boston. Other winners last night, the Wizards, Pacers, Suns, Rockets, Heat, Bucks, T-Wolves, Thunder, Raptors, Nuggets, and Kings. On the ice, the Kings winners there as well. Los Angeles 4, Vegas 1. Also winning, Ottawa 6-3 over Toronto. And the Panthers edge the Caps in overtime 4-3. Let's talk baseball for a moment. The Philadelphia Phillies have announced that Bryce Harper will be their full-time first baseman, which leaves Reese Hoskins out of their plans. Hoskins is a free agent, so look for the slugger to hook up with another team next season. That is a look at sports. All right, thanks for the
1: update, Randy, and still to come on the noon report Republicans lock horns. Last night in South Florida, pushing the pause button on the Mideast war and Hollywood strike. Over with.
2: Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center on John Stone Street. Not even a decade ago, television personality Bill Maher had pretty much cemented his brand of snarky atheism and political leftism. His crass, night, and often irrationally irreligious humor infuriated many people and led to an earlier show of his being canceled, not to mention plenty of gigs. But for a couple of years now, many of his former critics have noted something new, just how often he's willing to say out loud what so many on the left will never say out loud. In a monologue on last Friday's episode of his HBO series Real Time with Bill Maher, which I cannot officially recommend given the language and perverse humor, Maher offered a pretty thorough defense of Israel and even Western civilization. Here's Maher, quote, For all the progressives and academics who refer to Israel as an outpost of Western civilization like it's a bad thing, please note, Western civilization is what gave the world pretty much every expletive liberal precept that liberals are supposed to adore. Individual liberty, scientific inquiry, rule of law, religious freedom, women's rights, human rights, democracy, trial by jury, freedom of speech. Please, somebody stop us before we enlighten again, end quote. He then went on to note that Israel is the only place in the Middle East where these societal goods can be found. Marr then went on to offer a mini-history on the evolution of human rights in Western culture, detailing the host of thinkers through the ages that articulated, argued for, and built the freedoms that we now enjoy. It was, after all, only from the ideals that were brewed in the soup of Western culture that people like Martin Luther King Jr. were able to launch crusades against racial oppression and American segregation. It was from the writing of thinkers like Jean-Jacques Rousseau and Voltaire, among others, that the UN and well-devised, even if poorly applied, declaration of human rights was birthed. And in a point dripping with his typical snarkiness, Marr pointed out that no one studied the great prophet of liberty, John Locke, anymore. Quote, because he's so old, so white, and so dead. He then ended by noting just how few of the people he was critiquing would even take seriously what he was saying, because they're already too committed to a way of seeing everything through this lens of predetermined oppressors and oppressed. Now, I, like many, disagree with Maher on so many things, but I also find it so fascinating the number of cynics and skeptics today who seem to be rethinking everything now that they've been confronted with the ideas that replaced religion in the West, which in fact brings up just what Bill Maher left out in his otherwise thoughtful and compelling monologue. He's not quite ready to admit the role that religion played in cultivating liberty and human rights. Because Voltaire and Rousseau were anti-religious, they're safe to mention, Locke and King are often praised almost in spite of their deep faith, which Marr never mentioned in his monologue. In fact, Marr started his history of Western civilization too late, describing men who inherited a tradition as if they had started the tradition. In his book, A Brief History of Thought, Luke Ferry, also an atheist, identified and clearly articulated the true source of the West's most important and consequential ideas. Here's what he wrote, quote, Christianity was to introduce the notion that humanity was fundamentally identical, that men were equal in dignity, an unprecedented idea at the time, and one to which our world owes its entire democratic inheritance. End quote. In other words, without the principles that emerged from Holy Scripture, the world would have never benefited from the insights of a Jefferson or a Locke. The biblical view of the world, especially its description of the inherent value and the moral nature of the human person, is the only basis for freedom in all of human history. The ideas Mar rightly celebrates are not only good ones. They're true. And Without their religious roots, they cannot be sustained. Mar's right to look to an earlier foundation for the goods of Western civilization. He just needed to look back further the Colson Center. I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. All right, John, thank you
1: very much for that. Uh, let's pause next. Check out your weather with meteorologist Kevin Williams.
3: Here is your family life forecast. The call for this afternoon mainly cloudy, breezy, a shower here and there, an occasional break of sun, and temperatures are peaking and on the way down across much of the area. With the skies tonight turning partly cloudy, low temperatures dip into the 30s and low 40s. Tomorrow, clouds and some sun, high temps, mid 40s to the mid 50s, and then on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a shower or flurry, except partly sunny in central and eastern Pennsylvania. High temperatures on Saturday, mostly in the 40s. All right,
1: Kevin, thank you. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. I'm your host, Bob Price, and here's what's happening this Thursday, the 10th of November. The U.S., Israel, and Qatar are said to be working on a three-day halt to the war in Gaza so emergency aid can get in and hostages can get out. But the former chief of staff to israel's prime minister says any pause in the fighting would only benefit the terror group hamas we got to win the war if we keep on pausing and allowing them to replenish refresh themselves the,
0: each time we give them a day, it's another two weeks to the war. The
1: Israeli military says Hamas has built underground tunnels near hospitals and schools where they're holding those hostages. The U.S. military overnight unleashed a second round of airstrikes in eastern Syria. The Pentagon says Iran was using the site to attack our troops. Bases in Iraq and Syria have been attacked no fewer than 40 times since the Israel-Hamas war began. Military analyst Jack Keen says Muslim terrorists have been successful in their campaign to turn much of the world against Israel. What they're getting here is worldwide international condemnation of Israel and checkmark. That's exactly what they wanted, and they're yeah. getting it. Last night, off the coast of Yemen, Houthi rebels shot down a $32 million American Reaper drone. The Houthis are funded by Iran. Students and teachers at more than 100 schools in New York City today walked out of the classroom in protest of Israel. Reporter Cheryl Kasoni says organizers of today's protest called the war against Hamas a genocide. This is
0: the national shutdown for Palestine. That's what it's being called. They're demanding a ceasefire and it's gotten very organized. People are kind of jumping onto this movement because guess what kids here in New York? You'd have to go to school. So
1: there you go. Cassoni says many schools canceled classes for the day for this protest. New York City by the way has the largest population of Jewish Americans of any city in the country. Now to Tinseltown where the four month old actor strike is over with.
3: It's such a feeling of joy and of triumph over adversity
1: and not quitting. The 118-day job action, the longest in the history of Hollywood, ends today after a deal was reached with the film and television industry. Hollywood reporter Elaine Rowe on when you can expect to see your favorite TV shows again. But
4: the holidays coming up that's typically a dead zone for Hollywood. You know, the agencies shut down. It's hard to wrangle people to schedule people for production. So typically outside of Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're looking at resuming production Potentially in
1: January. The deal reached overnight provides safeguards against the use of robot actors, among other things. Sparks flew at last night's Republican presidential debate in Miami. You might want to take care of your family first. Leave my dog out of your voice. Five candidates duked it out on stage for two hours in South Florida. Abortion, anti-Semitism, and Donald Trump were topics of discussion. On the abortion issue, here's what Florida Governor Ron DeSantis had to say.
4: Democrats have taken a position they will not identify the point at which the there should be any protection all the way up until birth. That is wrong,
0: and we cannot stand for that.
1: When it comes to the growing anti-Semitism on America's college campuses, Ohio entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy weighed in.
2: Anti-Semitism is a symptom of a deeper cancer in a country, in a society that is lost.
1: And we are lost. And as for the guy who wasn't there, Donald Trump, former Governor Nikki Haley said she liked the 2016 version better. He
0: was the right person. President at the right time. I don't think he's the right president now.
1: During the debate, Trump was hosting a rally 12 miles down the road. Californians have spent over four million dollars the past five years on sex change operations for inmates. This is taxpayer money, and four of those inmates, four of them, are on death row. More Americans are staying put at work.
0: Nationally, the quit rate remained at 2.3% in September for the third month in a row, down from a 3% peak in April 2022. This year, 73% of workers said that they plan to stay in their jobs, up from 61% last year.
1: Aaron Rayal reporting, a new Gallup poll shows 77% of American workers want a four-day work week. Companies are still reluctant to implement such a policy despite studies that show it adds to worker productivity. That poll reveals that employees are willing to work more hours in exchange for that extra day off. Declining birth rates and higher death rates could end America's population growth streak. Demographers predict the population
2: will reach a high of almost 370 million in 2080. But 20 years after that, it will decline to 366 million. They predict that by 2100, the total U.S. population will be less than than 10% higher than it was
1: last year. If we're all still around by then, that's reporter Christopher Cruz. And despite talk of an improving economy, a new CNN poll finds most of us aren't feeling it. 72% of Americans say things today are going badly. 66% said the economy will be extremely important when deciding who to vote for next year. And while inflation may be easing, prices are not. Your morning cup of coffee still costs 66 More today than it did before the pandemic. Next at noon, Family Life's Greg Gillespie speaking with Grove City College psychology professor Dr. Luke Conway about medical malpractice in the age of COVID. Here's some of their conversation.
0: This is about the scope of influence that we grant to the medical community. So the medical community knows a lot about disease, for example. So I think we should seek their input on like how dangerous COVID is and questions of that nature. But they have no more or less expertise than the average citizen about questions such as given this level of danger, should we give up our freedom? That's a political issue. In my view, we've increasingly conflated these two things, the political and scientific issue. We've increasingly acted like... The medical community's knowledge of science is the same as a knowledge of politics and freedom, but it isn't. It's a little bit like ceding um, whether or not you're going to grant an oil lease to Exxon or seeding issues about electric cars and letting Tesla decide. You're essentially letting one issue specialist decide the fate of a complex issue that only has a small intersection in a way with their abilities. It's a complex issue whether or not we should give up our freedom, right? The point at which we should decide to give up our freedom, given certain risks, involves all kinds of things. And when we cede that to just one group that's a specialist group, we lose that complexity. We lose all of the other things about education, psychology, freedom, politics are all boiled down to, do they think this issue, do they think COVID is dangerous? A recent study by Clark and colleagues suggested that even when people agree with Scientists who politicize science, like they they actually express their own political opinion. Do you know what happens? They lose trust in science when that happens, even though they agree with the politics of
1: it. We're getting follow-ups on what the masks did and what the benefits or lack of benefits were on previous COVID shots. We head into the winter What's your perspective on where not only science needs to go, but where does the culture and governmental leaders need to go on state, local, and national
0: levels? Yeah, excellent question. First of all, we have to really separate out these two issues we've been talking about. The medical community has no more expertise than we do at deciding the point at which we give up freedom. And we have to go back to realizing we actually have control over that. We live in a a representative democracy, and we're the ones who have the power to decide if we should be all forced to wear masks or not. Part of it is one of the things that's happened when you politicize science is we get the science totally wrong. I was called a conspiracy theorist at my former university of the University of Montana for citing studies back a long time ago that said masks are not that effective. Maybe we shouldn't have a COVID vaccine mandate. Science I'm not sure supports this idea and that was shut down at a faculty senate meeting that was not allowed to be expressed in a way when we put the cdc back to doing what they do best it will help restore our confidence in that institution for people of all political stripes
3: before we close out on
1: luke conway i'm going to ask you as a psychology professor at a christian university what's the rx what's the prescription for us moving forward
0: Um, So the first step I would suggest is to not listen to political pundits like me. Uh, Read your Bible, seek the Lord. Not everybody is called to do everything. Not everybody is called to fight medical authoritarianism. So that's part of it. I've written a book called Liberal Bullies, in which I discuss some of the steps we can take in general to help with this problem of medical authoritarianism, of the left-wingers kind of pushing a certain agenda on the country. Love people who disagree with you. Look at the root cause of authoritarianism. You know what the root cause of authoritarianism is? It's fear. People become authoritarian when they become afraid. Do you know what the Bible says about fear? What drives out fear? Perfect love. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to take their side. You actually love begins where agreement ends. Jesus said to love your enemies. He didn't say agree with your enemies. We don't have to agree with them. The New Testament is, is replete with people who are disagreeing. At the same time, Vigorous but respectful and loving disagreement can, in a sense, undo part of the authoritarian harm that we have and help get us out of this cycle we're in long term. And that might not help with the next wave. That might not help right now. But uh, quiet loving but useful resistance
1: is the right way to go, I think, for all of us to make a better world. That's Grove City College psychology professor Dr. Luke Conway on medical malpractice in the age of COVID. Good afternoon. Here is your Family
3: Life regional weather forecast. A cold front passing through the area today will quickly give an end to the uh, briefly milder air that arrived overnight and this morning in much of the area. That chill will linger through the weekend. No big storms are due though, and a lot of precipitation is pretty much done now, just a spot here and there expected. The call for this afternoon, mainly cloudy, breezy, a shower here and there, an occasional break of sun, and temperatures are peaking and on the way down across much of the area. With the skies tonight turning partly cloudy, low temperatures dip into the 30s and low 40s. Tomorrow, clouds and some sun, high temps, mid 40s to the mid 50s, and then on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a shower or flurry, except partly sunny in central and eastern Pennsylvania. High temperatures on Saturday, mostly in
1: the 40s. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Finally at noon, Bowling Birds. A bowling alley in Carbondale, Pennsylvania is asking people to come this Sunday and throw frozen turkeys down the lanes. Thank you. That's what it sounds like. Valley Bowling Lanes in Carbondale hosting the event with ShopRite to raise money for the Montdale Food Pantry ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday.
0: They sent out a message that the food pantry was in dire need of supplies.
1: Participants who get a strike with their frozen turkey get to keep the bird. Five bucks and a non-perishable food item gets you in the door. If
0: every family got five items, we can help so many families in our area. It's a huge impact. There's so many people that have so many things on their
2: shelves that they're not going to use.
1: All the proceeds go to benefit the Montdale Food Pantry, which serves about 200 people a month there in the Carbondale, Pennsylvania area. The Frozen Turkey Bowling Charity happens this Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. And that's The World We Live In, Thursday, November 10th. I'm Bob Price, Family Life News.
0: You've been listening to The Noon Report. Heard weekdays on Family Life.
3: Thank you for listening.